0: Hello and welcome to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer, and we're continuing our series um, on God's comforting responses to your imperfections, rather God's 10 comforting responses to your imperfections. And we've talked about two of them already, and we're going to begin a third one today. But before we do that, I wondered, have you ever considered doing a podcast yourself Maybe you've got a message you want to get out into the world. Maybe it sounds a little intimidating. Well, look no further than Anchor, which is a part of Spotify. It's so easy. Listen, if I can do it, anybody can. It's so easy. Just go to anchor.fm and uh, just click on uh, the the links and just kind of look around and see. It's free. And all you have to do is read the little articles and just find out how to do it. Again, if I can do it, anybody can do it. So I hope that you consider starting your own podcast on Anchor. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. Today, we're continuing our series, God's 10 comforting responses to your imperfections. We've talked so far about the fact that you are very much desperately loved by God. And we also talked about the fact that God is very patient with you. He remembers that you are human and that you are growing. He's very patient with you. And today I want to remind you that you are held, H-E-L-D, held by God. But before that, I want you to remember that you are in good, co- good company. I think one of the one of, one of Satan's favorite tools is to tell us that everybody else has it together better than we do, that, that we're, we're, we're God's biggest screw up, <laughs> you know, we're the black sheep of God's family, and that we should have gotten it together by now, and those kinds of things. But it might encourage you to remember that the Apostle Paul had the same kinds of frustrations That you have. How do I know that? Because I've read Romans chapter 7. And I want to read this to you. uh, Romans chapter 7 verses 14 through 25. And I love the way the New Living Translation says it. So please listen. And uh, keep in mind what I just said to you. He says, so the trouble is not with the law. For it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I'm doing is wrong, this shows I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Verse 18. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Verse 21. I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Can you relate, my friend? Okay, that was my part. <laughs> Verse 24. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death. Thank God, verse 425 says, the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So see, so you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Does that sound familiar to you at all? It definitely does to me. I just want to just add a couple of uh, little comments uh, at the very top here of this passage. She says, so the trouble is not with the law for it is spiritual and good. Uh, One of the things that I have observed is that sometimes people, when they when they recognize that they are not where they want to be spiritually, they're not living up to what they thought or think they should be uh as a believer instead of owning up to that they decide that there must not be something wrong with them but there must be something wrong with the rules there must be something wrong with the law and so they 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 try to tweak things and turn things around by saying well okay who's to say that i really have to be this way or i really have to be that way who says i really have to fill in the blank you know whatever the, whatever god's command is that they're not obeying. That is not the proper response. We do not change the rules. We do not change the law. We do not redefine what is right and wrong. Because what he said, he said uh, on, on further down, he says, you know, when I see that I'm doing wrong, I'm agreeing that the law is right. The fact that you recognize that you behave contradictory to the way the scriptures say you're supposed to is your way of, of agreeing that the law is good, that God's commands are good, but they would put there if you read, read Galatians, it'll tell you that the reason why those laws were put there was to show you that you are wrong. They were like a tutor. They were to to inform you and make you aware. Uh, I think Paul also says um, earlier in this same uh, chapter that, you know, if the law to not covet wasn't there, he wouldn't know that he was wrong to covet. So the law is good. And the response, the proper response is not to change the rules. It's not to to have your own truth, you know, that makes you look like the good guy when you're not. That's not the proper response. It is to it is to recognize that you are in error and to rely upon the compassion and the love of God and also for him to strengthen you. But that's that's another episode. <laughs> that's another episode. But today, the main thing um That I want to remind you of and to encourage you with is the fact, my friend, that you are held. What what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, I get that from John chapter 10 verses 28 through 30. And I want to read that to you and then we'll talk about it a little bit. John chapter 10 verses 28 through 30. Jesus is speaking and he says, and I give eternal life to them. Them is talking about you. If you have received the Lord Jesus into your heart for the pardon of your sins, if you have turned to him as the only way of salvation, then this verse is talking about you. He says, I give eternal life to them and they shall never perish. Never. That's his word. They shall never perish and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. So you're in the hand of Christ and you're also in the hand of the father. And then he says, I and the father are one. So just for a word picture, picture yourself in Jesus's hand. He's looking at you with love. He's gazing at you with adoration because you're his creation and he loves you. And then picture Christ's hand being in the father's hand. And then they both wrap you gently around, wrap their fingers gently around you. Friend, once you get in that place, you never lose that position. No matter what you do. No matter how many mistakes you make, no matter how fed up you get with yourself, no matter how frustrated you are, no matter how how many times you fall and you get back up again, nothing is going to change the fact that you are a child of God. You are held by him eternally. So let that be a comfort to you. Um, I talked on the first uh, episode about the fact that, you know. You couldn't. You couldn't do enough good to earn salvation. So you certainly cannot do enough good to keep it. You need God's help on both ends. We are a people. We Christians are a people totally dependent upon God for everything. We're dependent upon him for salvation. And we're also Um, depended upon him for sanctification. That means there's the process of becoming more and more like Christ. Um, all of these topics that I'm planning to talk about in this series, they kind of bleed into each other. And so sometimes I try to just limit myself because I don't want to give away too much, uh, from the other topics. Um, but friend, you are held by God never to be lost. His love for you is never to be lost. Your standing as a child of God is permanently fixed. Some people fear that they're going to mess up so much as a child of God that they're going to lose their position as a child of God. But notice here, the word of God has to be your comfort, not your emotions, not your circumstances. The word of God has to be your standard by which you you live. And so, if Jesus has said that you will never perish, friend, you will never perish. There is absolutely no way you are going to lose your salvation. It is impossible. (sighs) Some of you are saying, that's really good news. Thank you for reminding me of that. Some of you are saying, well, I already knew that, but I'm still frustrated. (laughs) I'm still frustrated. With the, with the way that I keep messing up, I still feel like a, a spiritual slob, but it's good to remember that you're held because that also means the fact that he is, he is, he, he holds you eternally means that he is going to always be with you. Um, friend, you're not holding on to God. He is holding on to you. And just like there's nothing that can separate him from you, he's going to continue to work to finish the work he started in you. Uh, There's a verse, uh, I think it's in Philippians. Um, It says he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So you're always on God's easel, so to speak. You are always a beautiful masterpiece that he is continuing to work on. So he's holding you in the family. He's never going to disown you. He's holding you. Um, let me just hasten to say uh, that. If you picture a person inside a ring, OK, and there's only one person in there, there's, that's, that's not a fight. That's not a fight. But if you got another person in there, then the two of them are going against each other and you have two natures. But if you only had the one nature, if you were never, ever convicted about your sin, if you if you were never even bothered about the fact that you don't live up to uh, God's standard, you know, as a Christian, then that would be a pretty good evidence that that was just you in the ring. There was no, there was no, there was the old you in the ring and there's no new in there. There, There's just you and your sin nature, just living it up. But the fact that there are, that there is a, that there is a wrestling, uh, that there's the conflict that Paul talked about means that there is, that there is Christ in there and that you, you got, that, that there's a fight. You know, some people talk about it in an illustration, you know, with the dog fight. You know, there's a black dog that represents, you know, the sin and, you know, the flesh and, and and you know, the the, the defeats and all of that. And then there's um, there's the white dog that represents, you know, Christ in you, the the new creation that you are, the person who wants to do right and, and whatnot. Um, that's that's I think that's a pretty good illustration just to to show you that. So, you know, I mean. Of course, we all would like to just go ahead and have this spiritual lobotomy where God just changes us all of a sudden and we're perfect. I know as a perfectionist myself, I really wish that that would happen. But that is not the way that we that we're that's not the way things work. That's not how any of this works, my friend. So for now, I want you to revel. I want you to rejoice. I want you to let your spirit soak in the fact that God is not going anywhere. He is going to continue to work on you. He is. Now, there are those who would say, you know, you keep on screwing up and God's going to turn you over and 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 all of that. I'm, I'm not here to address that today. Um, but to that, I will say. We still we, we serve a long suffering God. OK, we serve a long suffering God. And again, if you are concerned about your walk with the Lord. You, you, you're, I, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't call you put on the shelf just yet. It's when you start to not care anymore. It's when you just, you, you just, you're, you you're just done. Now we get frustrated with ourselves, but to just be absolutely, um, turned in the opposite, in the direction and, and, and now I will say that I went through a season in my life where I just got and I'm going to say it about myself cuz it's me. I was just stupid. I made some poor choices. I I got tired of trying to do things the right way and so I just started giving in to my flesh. I started I started to seek out exactly what I wanted. And for a season I was away in the far country. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, I was way in the far country. I was a prodigal. But then the Lord brought me back. Yes, he did. And I'm so grateful that he did. And it was hard and it was painful and and all of that. So, you know, there is there is room for, for us. You know, when we when we get way out there, the great hand of God that will never leave us will reach out there and bring us back. So thank God that we are held, that we're in his family and that he He will never let us go and that he and that we're in good company. Um, I hope that that encourages you today, my friend. Um, I know that the Christian life, the, the standard is high. It is. And that's why a lot of people um, decide they don't really know if they want to do this Christian life thing. But there's more good news. Other than the fact that you are loved by God, other than the fact that you are, um, that he is patient with you, other than the fact that you are held, there's more, there's more, there's more. So I hope that you will stick with me and the news is going to get better and better and you're going to have hope and you're going to be empowered and you're going to be strengthened and you are still not going to reach perfection, but you are going to grow. You're going to grow. And that's what God wants. Because he requires perfection, he sent his perfect son. And when you became one with Christ, when God looks at you, you look just like Jesus. The perfection part has been taken care of because of the blood of Christ. That is already settled. So breathe, my friend. Chill. Relaxed. <laughs> Relax in the fact that you are all that, 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 the that, that your eternity is taken care of, that your standing with God is taken care of. Now we're just getting about the business of becoming more like Christ. And it doesn't have to be a burdensome thing. It's difficult. It's frustrating, but it doesn't have to be a burdensome thing when we realize that we are working in cooperation with God. To become more like him. He's on your side, my friend. He is on your side. He wants you to succeed in the Christian life more than you want it for yourself. And he knew what he was was getting into when he saved you. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. If God wanted to destroy you, he would not have bothered with the cross. So cooperate with the Father. Be honest with him about where you are. about, About how you feel about where you are. And then ask him for his strength. He is going to give it to you. He, uh, I was just reading. In fact, I taught on it this weekend um, in in 2 Peter chapter 1. It says that his divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. Yes, my friend, you've been equipped. You've been equipped. Um, but that's, like I said, that's that's for another day. That's for another day. So I hope that you will join me again next time. As we continue this series of talking about God's 10 comforting responses to our imperfections. He is not done with you. He is not um he is not he's not done with you. He he wants to continue to strengthen you and help you to grow and and you you're you're pickled in grace my friend you are i think about a pickle think about a cucumber you 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 don't put just half of it in the, in the, in the vinegar do you you put it down in there all the way down in there so every place that the pickle turns there's vinegar friend you are pickled in the grace of god and he loves you and he's patient with you he will never let you go and he's got so much more for you so be comforted today in the fact that you are held You are held by almighty God. He loves you so very much and he is not finished with you yet. If you have enjoyed this podcast and you uh, know of someone that you think would be encouraged by it, go ahead and send it to him. Send it to him or her. Um, Just say, hey, I listened to this and I thought you might be encouraged by it. Um, Also, I have a blog post called EncouragementOutpost.com. I hope that you will consider subscribing to that. And also, if it blesses you, send it on to somebody else. God bless you, my friends. And remember that you are very much loved by God. He is very patient with you and you are held in his hand, never to be let go. Until next time, goodbye.